Welcome to Aphesis Church Podcast Channel. If you're in Columbia, South Carolina area, we would love to get to know you better and for you to experience what Aphesis is all about. If you would like more information about us, please visit our website at aphesischurch.com. It is our prayer that this message truly speaks to you. God bless. All right. Man, it is good to be back. That um, that one month that we were out, it definitely made a difference <laughs> in my life. Um, I wasn't scheduled to preach the whole time we were out. This is actually my first scheduled day back, so um, I guess it all worked out. <laughs> um, and we'll and we'll get to some of the we're gonna this message I prepared is while I was out, it kind of just revealed and you know God opened some things up to me. So my opening scripture today, we're gonna start with Matthew um, chapter thirteen, verse three. Then he told them many things. See, someone's pastor's playing with the volume. (laughs) (laughs) Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. We know that Jesus went on to explain uh, the difference in the seeds. Um, it went like this. The seed that fell on the path represents people that hear the message and do not understand. Right? When I think about understanding, I equated that to accepting. Um, accepting what I what I'm hearing, right? Um, let's take gravity. If I, let's say I, I got a pen, I can accept the fact that I drop my pen, it's going to hit the ground, right? Easy to accept. Um, I can see it. I know it's real. I can accept the fact that if I started that wall and I ran, try to run through that wall, it's not going to happen. That wall is going to win every single time, right? <laughs> I don't have to see it happen. I have faith that <laughs> I'm going to lose to the wall, right? <laughs> um, so, but the people that don't, that hear it and don't accept it, they don't, they just don't understand the severity or of disobeying the word, right? right. Or not being, um, diso- being disobedient to what the word says. So the evil one comes and snatches them up um, the same way the birds came and ate the seed, right? Then the seed that fell on rocky places represents the person that receives the word immediately with joy. Um, but falls away once trouble comes because they have no root. They, they experience God's touch in their hearts. They, they feel the, the joy of being forgiven. Um, you know, they, 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 they get all the lights and the glamour of being a new convert in, in the spirit. But they still have to face their old life. Um, they still have to go go before the world that doesn't quite understand the changes that they're going through. Um, so they still have to face that. And be, so when trouble comes, they are they don't have their testimony is not solidified yet. So they fall away. Right. And that's the same as um, when the sun rises and it burns up the plant that sprung up real quick with no root. 
Then if the seed that fell amongst the thorns represent the people that are concerned about the things of the world, and therefore they can't be fruitful. Um, you know, they they want to ride the fence. They want to do just enough to get by, um, to feel sanctified. I go to church every Sunday. You know, I I read my Bible today. Um, I bless my food. I say my bedtime prayers. God is good. God is great. Thank you for the food on our plate. Amen. <laughs> um, I, I didn't break any of the Ten Commandments this week. Not yet. I ain't killed nobody yet. <laughs> Give me time, though. It's only Wednesday. Don't test me. Don't test me. Um, but, but then there's the seed that fell on good soil, and the, the man that hears the word and, uh, and understands it, accepts it in his heart, they are fruitful, and, um, and they yield exponentially, right? Well, tonight, for um, just a few minutes, I'd like to address the, um, after the after the good seed is sown. So the title of my message to, tonight is Pruning the Vineyard. Yeah, we can go to um, we can go to that next picture. So, did, was that? <laughs> yes, this is a picture of our vineyard um, as we after we pruned it during my one month sabbatical with COVID. <laughs> um, and I thought about the biblical references of vineyards when I'm out there. You know, it's like man, and, you know, there were the Bible talks a lot about people with vineyards, right? So let's look at. Deuteronomy 6, 10 through 11. Then when the Lord your God brings you to the land, he promised your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give you a land with large, fine cities you did not build, houses filled with choice things you did not accumulate, hewn out cisterns you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant, and you will eat your fill. Well, I didn't plant that vineyard. It, it wasn't given to me either. I mean, we're buying it. <laughs> But uh, but it was just really cool to think about the vineyards in the Bible, and um, First Kings First Kings twenty one chapter twenty one talks about Naboth when um, when King <clears throat> King Ahab wanted to buy his vineyard, he he refused to sell it to him. Like I can't sell you my my inheritance from my fathers, right? Um, and the king actually offered him a better vineyard. I'll give you a better vineyard. Or if you prefer, I'll just give it to you in silver. Um, but he said, I can't, I can't do that. And then, you know, I mean, and then we know the story. Or um, yeah, they end up killing them off but, and cursed and all that stuff. Um, then Second Chronicles 26.10. Speaking about Uzziah, king of Judah. He also built built towers in the desert and dug many cisterns because he had much livestock in the foothills and in the plain. He had people working his fields and vineyards in the hills and the fertile lands, for he loved the soil. Another one, Ecclesiastes 2.4. I increased my possessions. I built houses for myself. I planted vineyards for myself. And then there was Noah. After the flood, after the flood <laughs> Noah proceeded to plant a vineyard. Harvest his grapes, make some wine, get drunk, pass out naked in his tent. I think when my first crop comes in, I'm probably not gonna do that. Y'all ain't got to worry. <laughs> I don't. I, that's not gonna happen. And and plus, you know, I don't know how to make wine, so I wouldn't test. I'm not gonna be the first taste tester <laughs> of what comes out of comes out of that vineyard. The Bible also tells curses of vineyard, vineyards for disobedience. Right? Times when it will, it will yield no fruit. Times when the rains won't come, times when you'll plant your crops and you'll work the fields and somebody else will profit from it or somebody else will take your fields. Um, times when it would just be destroyed, right? 
And then when I think about Noah having a vineyard and, I, and being in our vineyard, like, so, I mean, there was no Lowe's or Home Depot he can run down to to get tools, right? Like, so what did he use? Because we use these things for that, for our vineyard. And I'm like, what did he have? Did he just walk through with a sword, just hacking away at it? Because from what I read and what I studied, it's, there's a method to it. There's, um, you, you know, there's, you're, you're looking at how many little knots on each branch and you're looking for certain things, but what did he do? I mean, just hack away, just, or did he just say, forget it and let, let, let God, because <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. After my, my one month in this thing, I'm like, hey, if this thing don't produce this year, I'm really going to let go and let God. If God wants grapes, he'll grow grapes. <laughs> Um, but and at the same time, maybe it was because Noah didn't have the distractions that we have today. I mean, we still had, we still got our, our regular jobs. Um, we had people getting sick. Um, we had babies. <laughs> it rained. Some days it was too cold. Uh, maybe Noah didn't have that, that problem with it being too cold. Um, maybe if it's, if it's cold or not, rain or shine, you're going to get out there and do your job back then. Not us. Not us. <laughs> um, but while I was out there, I thought about the parable Jesus told and some of the things that I experienced in, um, in my vineyard. Starting with the first thing, um, the weeds, the overgrowth, and the brush. Okay? These are things that spring up and they take up space and time. And the way we deal with this regular nuisance is through just regular maintenance. <clears throat> things, things in the church, like the, um, the utility bills. They... Um, Things that leak, things that break, um, dealing with landlords that, that just because they know we are church and we're growing and we're not going anywhere yet, let's, let's raise the rent up a little bit. <laughs> um, so these things take continuous labor and resources so that the vineyard doesn't get overrun, right? And we prune them through faithfulness and giving of our time and our resources. Um, Luke 10 and 2, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into his harvest. Now, Brother Ryan and others discussed it many times before. We, we usually don't have a problem with ability. It's usually we have a problem with availability, making ourselves available to do the work. Um, same thing with the physical, the actual vineyard. If we don't make time to go out there, it'll just get out of control to the point where we're just going to let it go. And then there's the, the thorns. These are, these are deep-rooted in the soil, and they actually harm the body, right? Um, they cut you. They snag on your clothes. Um, they, they make the pruning difficult. Sometimes when I was trying to cut the weeds, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see a thorn. And I, just, I go in there, and it, and it hit me on the hand. Um, or, or just going in because I was waiting to, I'm, don't worry about it. I'm not going to get you. <laughs> Um, you know, you just go in and then the sun is going down, you don't see and you and something hits you in the face, right? One of the, one of these branch thorn branches that's growing up into the uh, all the way up into the, the vines. Um, some of the thorns that we might face in the church, lawmakers that pass legislation that legis, legislation that says we can't our kids can't pray in schools. Um, no public display of religion, right? Um, the alphabet groups. L-G-B-Q-T-I that um, say that everybody should be accepted according to whoever they feel like they are. And then there's the COVID disease that 
prevents us from gathering. Um, plucks off us one by one <laughs> where we stand in the church that is a quarter full, right? So, you know, just want to, and then there's a the thing of just trying to, it seems like it's just trying to take God out of everything. Like, why does the, why does the dollar or the coin say in God we trust? Right? The things that the country was kind of founded on, they want to just get away from that, right? So, Isaiah 9 6 says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. It was already prophesied that the government was going to be against Jesus and by default against the church. We prune, we prune these things with deep prayer and fasting. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 17 says, Pray without ceasing by praying for leaders to be appointed that have real Christian values, right? By anointing people with oil and knowing that our doctor always has the answer. Amen. Our doctor always has the best prescriptions, <laughs> right? Um, and our doctor always has the easiest recovery plan. Right. And, I mean, I can testify. And there's other people here to testify, testify of God's healing power, right? Um, up to this point, we talked about the external forces that, that we have to deal with. Um, and we have to cut away. We use these the big Fiskers, right? Because we are, we're attacking from a distance. <clears throat> we um we can't directly impact our government leaders um, or the scientists that's working on a cure, or um, we can't control what the the governor's going to announce about South Carolina opening or closing or whatever, right? But we do serve a powerful God, right? Yes. We serve a powerful God that can change all of those things, right? Now, so now let's, it's time to look within the church. Um, so the first thing we'll talk about is the branches that choke other branches. So while I was out there, um, and as we're using the big ones, you, you notice that a, a small little branch will grow. It's kind of like, almost like a pigtail. If you can imagine how on a cartoon or something, how a pigtail curls up. A small little branch will wrap around the bigger branches and it will continue to wrap and eventually it would just kill the entire branch um, it would continue to tighten so as the branch is growing but that bond is tightening and tightening and that's growing as well and strengthening and it would just destroy the entire branch right <clears throat> how are we choking the other members of the church are there disagreements between church members that haven't been brought to the ministers or to the pastor. Um, so, so you have this sense of coming to church and having already having animosity between somebody. Yeah, I got now. I got a confession. <laughs> not not about this church. No, no, no. About some of the um, some of the problems I caused growing up in the church. So, I dated <laughs> almost every girl in my youth group. <laughs> and look, <laughs> I got one witness. There we go. <laughs> and so, as teenagers do, we break up or you know change affections or whatever. A lot of times, the parents would get into it over what the teenagers were doing. Right. It seemed like every um, youth camp you go on for a week, and you find a like, well, why would I have a girlfriend at my home church when I'm going to be around eighty other churches? <laughs> Um, 
and it wasn't it wasn't just me it wasn't just me we had a we had the youth group of about 50 kids somewhere 50 60 kids so that was it wasn't just me it was just common practice <laughs> um but and i remember uh, pastor rango pulling us into his office to talk about you know the relationships that we were having and like look you're just teenagers right you, <laughs> this stuff is going to happen and y'all the parents can't be going after each other just because some stupid boy decided to look another way. Um, so another example, um, we could, another example is um, when someone new comes to the church that, that's actually familiar with the faith. And another true story, new person comes to the church and we find out that that person can sing. Right, well, the first thing we want to do is, hey, you know what? Our choir could use a new lead singer. And not knowing any better, the person actually left their old church because they got overwhelmed with being in charge all the time of the music ministry. Um, but, I mean, of course, it's our tendency, like, once we find out someone has a talent and can do something for the church, we want to, hey, let's, let's spread the labor. Like, let's get to it. Um, but sometimes we just have to step back and let the spirit lead us, right? Um, and then the same thing with new converts to the church. You know, sometimes we we might get over we might get over aggressive. Like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna pray with you at this altar until you speak in tongues, and we're gonna put you in the baptism pool, start these Bible studies, and on Thursday night you're taking over the singles ministry. Let's get it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm actually cool with that. Like, Brother Mattman, when I came back Sunday, Brother Mattman, it was my day scheduled to take offering. And he was like, hey, if you're feeling up to it, like, nope, I'm ready. I've been away for too long. I'm ready. Let's just dive back in. But everybody can't just dive in, right? <laughs> so, um, so to prune these branches, we, uh, we prune these branches by sending text messages and making phone calls. Say, I'm praying for you. I missed you at church. Um, how was your uncle that was on the prayer list? You know, where um, the, the, is everyone recovering well? You know, the the Sunday school teachers sending postcards to the out to the triplets when um, we had been out for a while. They were so happy to get those cards from Sister Delaney and Sister Hannah. And um, just so you know, Ray Lee didn't get one, and she was very offended. I don't know if she's gonna come back. <laughs> so. I'm just telling you now, as I read those three cards to the triplets, Ray Lee was standing right there waiting, like, okay, I'm the oldest, so mine must be last. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. Pray for her. You might have lost that soul. She was, <laughs> she, <laughs> um, First Thessalonians 5, 11 and 13. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. So if there's like we should always come to church with joy, Amen. with um, with the joy of being around each other right. and sharing this religion and praising our God. Um, the, the little things. I mean, of course, we're all brothers and sisters in the Lord. So, yeah, there's going to be dis disagreements just like real brothers and sisters. But it should never affect our walk. It, sh it should never affect me praying for Brother Adam or, you know, going over and seeing how, checking on Brother Colin, 
nothing should get in the way of what we're trying to do in this house. Amen. The next one is branches that choke themselves. So sometimes that pigtail, it'll wrap around its, it, its own branch. <laughs> and it's like, where are you going? <laughs> how, do, how am I supposed to fix this? I'm cutting myself. I'm cutting myself, really. Right. But um, this one was really easy to understand because we we often have problems forgiving ourselves. We we often do things to hurt ourselves. Um, hanging out with the people that are still involved in the same addictions or the same temptations that we are trying that we've moved on from, right? Um, justifying things like the music we listen to or the movies that we watch and not accepting the, the impact that it has on us or the people that's watching us, right? To prune these, we have to get close to the body. Um, where we, ha we have to get close to the body where we have support. We have people locking arms with us, locking shields with us. Some people that's telling us that, hey, you can make it. Um, I'm praying for you. I'm right here with you. You have to have that close personal contact. And, and that's why we got the little fiskers. You know, we got to get in there and just clip away at those things that are hurting us. And of course, you know, God, if, if you notice that I've been talking about what we what we do, um, God is always there. But what I want to talk, what I'm stressing tonight is what we do as a church body, how we take it upon ourselves to prune our own vineyard. Right. So um, we, we clip away and we sever the things that distract us. You know, can, can you can you work Wednesday? <laughs> no, I have to be close to the body. I, we have a conference call scheduled for Sunday. What time works for you? After two, because I got to be close to the body, right? There's things that I have to, I have to do, to make sure that I am not hurting myself. In Luke nine twenty three, Jesus said, "If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me." That's that's that close daily interaction, right? And Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. We have to protect our spirituality. We have to guard our walk. Amen. For these, yeah, so for these two tasks, we use the small clippers because the task, is, the, the task required is up close. Right. It's, it's that personal relationship that we have with God and with each other. It requires that we reach out to one another. It requires that we resist temptations and the desires of the flesh. Finally, there are the branches that produce other branches. When you first look at it, you see this long branch, right? It starts at the stock and it just goes. And it's like, where are you going? It's not, there's no, no other branches off of it. It doesn't like it produced anything in a while. And one that I cut, it seemed like it went for a good 50 meters. <laughs> like, and you and at first you're tempted to cut it because it's like, well, if I just cut it, the vine itself can focus on the areas that's already producing, right? But um, but the thing is, we prune these by propping them up and supporting them. See, there's a so there's a wire that runs. There's poles every so far between each other. Um, you go back to the the um, the first picture. Yeah, you're not gonna be. Matter of fact, I, I just think about it. You're not gonna be able to see it. 
but they are the the pretty much the big trees you can see them up front but they go all the way through the entire thing there's poles that support the main stock so it grows up straight and then there's a wire that goes from each pole so that the bonds can kind of wrap around that wire and and eventually they will connect and you'll have like one continuous row god help me <laughs> um so I, I look at this as um so the wire running from pole to pole is um, where the branches can stand and grow strong. And I saw this as the ministry, the ministry teams. Yes, Pastor Huber and um, Sister Huber, Brother, Brother Mattman and Sister Hannah. I have no doubt that they can, they can, um, they are great speakers, no doubt. And they can continue to yield fruit themselves. But the new branches they are doing with the ministry and training teams, you know, that long branch, one day it's going to also is going to produce and it's going to grow the entire crop, right? Oh, so, yeah. Yo, it will, brother. You will, brother. <laughs> um, the music ministry, showing versatility. You know, one Sunday, Colin's on the keyboard. Then it's Delaney. Then it's Sister Amy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> same thing with the singing. You never know who's going to sing lead. Is it going to be Julianne? Is it going to be Hannah? Sister Amy? Okay, got it. <laughs> So Sunday school teachers being able to fill in wherever and whenever they need it. If someone's sick, if someone's vacationing, it doesn't matter. As everyone is training and God in the labor so that we can share the work and strengthen the branches and increase our produce, right? I promote I promote most of the venue myself. Um, and the task did take a toll on me. Uh, the days that when it was wet outside and I would have on boots, my feet were killing me. Um, constantly doing this or with those up here like oh. <laughs> back hurt, neck hurt, and get slapped in the face. You cut the high ones and they fall down, hit you in the head. So it's it it takes a, it does take a toll on you. And and the same way that our pastor te- pastoral team as an associate pastor team, they can again they can carry the load, they can carry the church, but it will take a toll. It will eventually get heavy, right? And that's why we have to spread the the labor. We have to share the labor. We have to all do the work. So, um, and we can we can stand for this last part. So let's say you know, as we talked about the church and the vineyard, we are all responsible for pruning it. Amen. And you can go to that last picture too. Thank you. This is what it looked like some summer ago. And, and the month that I was out with COVID, I felt so far away from God. It was that one month was um, very difficult. We, you know, you, you get to the point where you can actually feel your spiritual life weakening. And you can, no matter how much I read my Bible, trying to, you know, doing my daily readings and uh, fasting because we were in our 21 days of concentration. I did my, honestly, I did my pity pat prayers. Um, but, you know, you can see the, the troubles coming and you can tell that between me and my wife, we were a little at, on edge at each other a little bit and the kids were getting on our nerves. And it was just a constant thing. You know, I'm sick. She's sick. And it's like we know that before when we were in here every day, when we were with the body every day, we had strength. Right. Right. You know, the the the. Uh, 
we had shields with us. We had people laying hands on us and praying for us. And that gave us an immunity that without being close to the body, we started to lose that immunity. Um, and I, have, uh, I admit that, yes, I have to work on my prayer life. The same tears I cry at this altar, I should be able to cry at home. The same sins I kill at this altar, I should be able to kill at home. But until then, I have to be close to the body. I have to stick with the body, right? So we have to constantly be pruning the vineyard so that the weeds and the thorns and the branches that aren't hurting our crop. We have to pray with it, pray without ceasing, edify and support one another like we like we do. And ensure we are protecting our individual spirituality. Amen. And it does take all of us. All right. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this body. We thank you for this church and the love between us. We thank you for a church family that loves and supports and prays for one another, Lord. Continue to strengthen us. Help us to continue to fight the distractions of the world. Help us continue to protect this body from, from legislations that are against you, from diseases that keep us from gathering, Lord. Continue to heal this city. Continue to heal this country, Lord, from disease and from political turmoil and anything else that comes against us people we thank you for a united pentecostal church of, of diversity lord and where only the love for each other and the love for you matter we ask you to continue to grow in us and continue to bless us lord in your precious name i pray amen if you were encouraged by this message and you would like to connect with ephesus church or you would like to get in contact with the leadership of this church, please visit AphesusChurch.com. Thank you for being a part 